Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, the podcast about great ideas you'll never do that someone else can do instead. I'm John, and this is all my fault. I'm Besha, and this is 33.3% by volume my fault. <laughs> do we do we ascribe um, the other do we, like do I get the full rest of it or do we give the other third maybe to our guest? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, it's not really their fault. They basically <laughs> got peer pressured into this, so mm-hmm. that's true. Know. Although they did they did agree to participate, so uh, they got peer know. pressured into it. Uh, I, okay, yeah, no, that's that's fair. All right, I'm I'm. Let's. I'll tell you what. Of the of the remaining what sixty six percent, um, I'm willing to accept at least fifty. That's fair. <laughs> should, should we perhaps bring our guest in immediately and find out wh- what percentage of the blame she would like to accept? She, I mean, she's got to accept a, a fairly large share of the blame, <laughs> as this is her. Sixth appearance, I believe so. I believe so. At 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 the very least, I think yes. Uh, Amy is once again back. Amy, hello. Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> how how much? I mean, how much of this is your fault? This episode. Well, I'm pretty trash at math because I studied theater at university. So I'm gonna say, with my shoddy math brain, that what was left was approximately sixteen and a half percent of blame. Something like that, I think, yeah. Yeah, and i that's all I'm willing to take. <laughs> For now. For now. Perhaps at the end we can reassess, see what dark alleyways I let us down, which I am very willing to do. <laughs> you do lead us into some, some truly dark places. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ooh, I'm honored. <laughs> as well it should be. As well it should be. Okay, but, mm-hmm. but speaking... All right, um... I have something. I have an idea that I wanted to. I mean, th- this podcast is nothing but ideas. But I did have a notion that didn't, I think, qualify for the idea file. Although maybe it does. I'm not really sure. That I wanted to bring to to the two of you immediately. Yes. Um, which is there is a board game for tiny children called Snail's Pace that Quentin now owns. Quentin being my my three year old who. This game basically involves it's 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 a board with a tr- with six tracks on it, composed of maybe eight spaces each, and six colored wooden snails and two dice that have all of the colors on them. So like, you roll the dice and then you you know you move whichever snail comes up, and the point of the game is actually to just guess which snail is going to cross the finish line first. And then you also guess which one is going to come last. And it's just a, a game about, you know, like, about sometimes events are unpredictable and, you know, like, there's no real winning or losing. It's very gentle. Um, here's the thing, is that I feel like it is entirely possible to start a gambling ring of adults also yeah. based on this game. Or teach children about gambling. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the probability, the the crapshoot that is a snail's pace and how they can parlay that into future winnings at yeah. your local casino. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Yes, I see guys, speaking of dark alleyways, I see a bunch of ne'er-do-wells coiled around this game, all shouting at at their color 
and some poor fool is rolling the dice. I'm hot tonight. I'm hot tonight. And they're blowing on things and people are screaming and yelling. There's likely alcohol involved. Definitely cigarette smoking. And someone at some point will be punched in the eye. <laughs> That's not a prediction. That's a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think you're right about all of that. I just, um, you know, I still want to see it happen at least once. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to confirm that it was possible. Well, didn't I read that Quentin is now going to a Montessori school? It's true. And they just learn by exploring. Yeah. Maybe this is a thing. <laughs> exploring you gambling. Know? Just put some Cheetos down on this and we'll see where the day takes us. I definitely think this is going to have to happen. And ooh, ah, I just did. Ooh, it's a, it's a, oh, it's a party, but it's also a cookie exchange. Uh, and we're going to bet cookies. And this mm-hmm. is how this is going to go. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to be for grownups. Because something else um, is that I've, I, I, I have at least one friend who can't seem to stop baking cookies. And I, I have the feeling that she's probably not alone. And I, yeah. I think that everybody enjoys cookies. And this, oh, we're already off to a great start, folks. We thought we were going to come in at a snail's pace, but oh no, 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 no. We are <laughs> running with these amazing ideas. Just as a side note, the person who can't stop making cookies, I will just email you my address real quick. And yeah. I think you just put those in a tin with some, I don't know, as I recall, like waxed paper. And I really like those little ones that are like little snowballs. So huh. just sharing that information to anyone out there who might. Interested parties be in the mood to bake. (laughs) If this is your first episode, welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Here's what's going on. For the past dozen years, I've been writing down every idea I've ever had without editing and throwing them all into a big pile. Usually what we do on this show is let a guest dig through the pile and see if there's anything good or just plain crazy that we can talk about so you, the listener, can steal it. But... This time, our guest also has an idea file of their own that we've gotten to look through, so we're going to trade ideas, and you can pick through the bounty of two brains instead of just my one. As always, if you hear an idea you like and you want to run with it, do it. I just want credit. And I want a cut. I have already forgotten whether we did an Amy idea first or a be- or, or a me idea first last time. Amy well, is alphabet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amy because Alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) Amy because Alphabet. Alphabet. It's it's true. We did. We did, and that's why it's a it's a good mnemonic. I really should have tried to make one for myself. That's okay. It's all right. All right, so we're gonna start off with one of mine this time. Oh yeah, and I've got one all teed up. Oh god, I am ready and raring to go. I can't wait. Neither can I. (laughs) Here it goes. Okay. (laughs) The first one is dinosaur-shaped power tools that really work. (laughs) I have a lot of questions about this. Okay. So I can't wait to hear your logic. It's it's just like, why are all power tools, like all power tools more or less look the same, right? So I think at this point there should be a, the differ the market differentiator should be that you've got like you know a, like a power drill that really works but also is shaped like a T Rex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can get behind this absolutely. Right. <laughs> I agree. The- I I feel like that's the provenance of garden equipment for so long. 
where they're you know the ladybug spade or the uh-huh. caterpillar fork and yeah i feel like the world of construction is not as not nearly as playful as it could be especially considering how many kids fucking love construction very yeah. true now this would be my follow-up question we were just speaking of kids and I wonder if this is not a danger to a child who might discover a dinosaur T-Rex shaped and power drill and end up without, you know, an eye or with a hole in their hand. A limb. There would be a complicated safety system. Okay. That that like that, that like you have to like push the buttons on it in the correct order in order to activate the device. Oh, is that why I've never been able to use a power tool? <laughs> This explains a lot, actually. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I, there, are, there are many power tools out there that I myself have never used and thus could not tell you. But, you know, I, I think that it is possible to make them child safe. Okay. All right. Well, then I, I'm for it. Listen to me protecting children. What? That never happens. Usually, get in front of the bus, kid. This is my donut. Whatever. Here's some poker chips, kid. Exactly. It's time you started to learn to count cards, Quentin. You're already three. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, slacking. Okay, so I. all right, I'm down. Yeah, I think it could be very cute. I am definitely drawn to um, more whimsical things, i.e. those garden tools. I definitely get mad that they're just for children because that is not fair. So yeah, I would I would buy these. I would never use them, but I would have them just in case. Right? Yeah. 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 I'm not handy. People people who've known me for a long time know this. I'm not. This is not a thing I should be doing. <laughs> I was barred in that aforementioned collegiate university where I obtained a theater degree from actually using any power tools, regardless <laughs> of their shape or tie in with extinct animals which is why i just i just veer far far away from them somebody who knows how to use them should use them and i think that they should use them in the shape of a dinosaur there that's what that's what i feel i i agree with you but i also feel like maybe this is the set of power tools that you learn on you know and and you become training tools with the dinosaurs yes like why not Mm -hmm. though they are also more complicated owing to their child locks <laughs> Even better. Then then you've you've done it on hard mode and now anything else is simple. You've fallen off a log. <laughs> I think I think it is time for the first Amy idea. And Oh god. I I think I have to go with I need to know about the poop shoes. <laughs> oh oh no. No. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you about the poop <laughs> shoes, John and Besha. I will tell you about them. I will also tell you that this is on this credit where credit is due. This was not technically my idea, but honestly, there's no rule about that at the beginning. So we were walking, a friend and I, in the park the other day, and we were discussing ideas because I was very concerned that I didn't have any good ones, as illustrated by this one. (laughs) And she said, you know, it'd be really great shoes that somehow alerted you before you stepped in poop. Ah, so they're more like anti-poop shoes. Yes. Yeah, they're not. They're poop detecting, and then they alert you, not loudly. Maybe there's like a 
a vibration or a beep or something, and you're able to change your course to avoid the excrement of doom. And I feel like if one were to create this product, one would obviously have to call it poop shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is an extremely useful invention because this is a thing that I am somewhat paranoid about living as I did in San Francisco for so many years. Like, this was a real danger. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco, there's a lot of dangers on the streets, one of which is poop. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that this would be eminently useful. I still, I mean, you know, I'm I'm still paranoid about it now, even living as I am in kind of like an outlying East Bay suburb, question mark? Mm -hmm. It's sort of unclear. It's, it's, I live in a town directly north of Berkeley. So, you know, however you want to, whatever you want to call that, an an outlying, uh, an outlying municipality, there are still people walking their dogs and, you know. Not picking up. Nope. I it's it's I've I've seen it I've seen it at least once. I mean, it, it who knows? It could have been a dog. Maybe it was a raccoon. But it's there. It's mm-hmm. there, and the shoes should warn us. The shoes, and I don't know that they need to technically be shoes. I think if we expand on this, no one wants to, you know. Then then what? You have to go out and buy multiple pairs of shoes that they beep mm-hmm. so that you can walk the streets freely. A tiny attachment. Exactly. Something that's that's attached to your shoe, especially if you're going for a longer stroll, or maybe you're wearing a fitness shoe, you could attach it, and then it would alert you. Yeah. And a shoe enhancement, turning your shoe into a poop shoe. Perfection. I thought it's so. A, a plus, Peggy. A, yeah. a plus. I really think you're going to lo- get a lot farther if you call it an anti-poop shoe. <laughs> <laughs> but, Besha... What's more it fun is to say? More fun to say. No. Poop shit. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. What What's next from my pile of madness? Oh, there's a lot of it, friend. I really <laughs> I recommend to the listeners of this episode that they go back in time and listen to some of these because I know even just the episodes I'm in, I've thought I think he's really off his nut. Um, And I've seen the list before And I've chosen from the list So uh, just shout out to everyone Who's appeared on this podcast Because it's full of laughs And it's full of weird Speaking of laughs and weird Let's talk about I think we need to I have another thing And it it ties in directly But I want to diverge just a smidge And touch on one of your newest ideas Oh yes, friends They're still coming An endless (laughs) reservoir of concepts and this one is, aliens come to Earth and steal all our insects. <laughs> oh, that would not go well. No, I just, I, like, I don't know, I don't know where this came from. I was talking to some people and, uh, you know, because, like, there, there are, of course, a lot of, of narratives where, like, aliens come to Earth and they want to steal our water or some other natural resource mm-hmm. we have or, 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 you know, like, um, our children or whatever. But, like, what if they showed up and they were just like, well, all we want is your bugs. It's like, well, which ones? All of them. Which... Right? Would insect life outmasses us yeah. by significantly? Uh, right? Yeah. We'd be screwed. So... <laughs> I mean, first of all, the Earth would probably fall off its axis because you know all that weight would be gone. Ooh, heady thoughts. Very Secondly, true. 
all of our <laughs> crops would cease to be pollinated. Also true. What if they just can't, do we think we could bargain them and like keep bees, especially if we give them all of the mosquitoes? Oh, that when I read this, I thought, you know, there's some definite negative implications, but also can they just take all the mosquitoes? Mosquitoes are I I think it's I think it's maybe mosquitoes and ticks are true. I mean, I I think for sure this is this applies to mosquitoes and it might apply to ticks, although I'm not positive, where if you simply snapped your fingers and got rid of all of the mosquitoes on Earth, nothing would happen. Yeah. There would be no loss. I would like yeah. to try that right now. <laughs> we'll have to wait a little while because it's winter. Here. Yes. <laughs> there. I have snapped. Let's see if it works. Okay, good. All, all three tuned. of us now. We've all snapped. <laughs> three, two, snap. Oh, we, we didn't synchronize no. that one because it's on the one. It's on the one. Yep. <laughs> We'll, we'll all find out later. <laughs> well, let's also think about insects and how they help with decomposition and trash. Yep. Yep. Um, all that that goes on. Stuff turning into dirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it also was not clear to me why the aliens want the bugs. I think that's down to whoever wants to write the story. We like, don't need to know their motives. It's not for us <laughs> to judge what they want. <laughs> We just need to know what they want and how to get them to just... We need to sell mosquitoes harder so that when they do get here, they think, that's all I really want, because that's what everyone talks about. If they take all of our bugs, do they also take, like, lobsters? Ooh. Fuck. Fair point. Just wondering here. Just asking. Oh, that did not occur to me. Oh, no. Oh, no. All the other arthropods. (laughs) Ugh. That's... mm. And there are so many crabs. (laughs) So many animals becoming crabs. I hmm. So many crabs. You know, I don't know. That maybe that's maybe that's the sequel. They come back and they're like, "Wait, we need more of." Hold them. on, you've got more. <laughs> you live in more that things. water that no one wants. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, the good thing uh, is it hasn't happened yet. But I do think we need to make some sort of alien campaign to hype the mosquito a little bit more. So yeah. that when it mm. does happen. I like that That's... we've all decided that this is actually taking place in in, in our timeline. Well, yeah, we have to plan yeah. for it. Yeah. It's better yeah. to know before you go. Exactly. To get there and say, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we could all be present for this planning session. And I'm glad that we've all come to an agreement. Yeah. Go mosquitoes. Wee! We love mosquitoes. <laughs> mosquitoes are the best. Yeah, they're the best. They are a very high value item here on the planet Earth. I love them so much that when I see them, I kill them so I can preserve their tiny bodies to make yeah. a shrine to them. Yeah. It's like pharaohs of old. <laughs> they make little pyramids. And when we smear their, their blood everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I treasure every moment I've spent in a mosquito ridden area. Truly. I can't wait to go back. Think about how sexy mosquito nets are. Come on. Out of Africa? Tell me that's not yeah. <laughs> And see. You know, all of the, uh, we could just we, we, we could just cut all of that pro mosquito propaganda and put it onto the next Voyager message. <laughs> exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I think we'll be set. I think we'll... Yeah, we've done it. You're welcome, Earth. You're welcome. We've solved it, people. We've solved it. Mm-hmm. At least you've done one thing. <laughs> All right. Speaking of things that solve things, 
I I need to talk about the next Amy idea, which is simply a, a Jetsons morning machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you who may be a little bit younger and have not seen an episode of the Jetsons, it was a cartoon that played pretty much all the time. And it was a family that lived in the future in space. And they had a lot of devices that made their lives simpler, like flying cars. And one of the things that they had that I feel is more important than flying cars was a a treadmill kind of machine that would wake, I believe it was specifically George up in the morning, George being the father of the family. And it would wake him up. If you will. I will. I'll go there with you. (laughs) Let's hold hands as we go to the patriarch. No, we don't want to go to the patriarch. Wait, wait a second. Back up, back up, Besha. (laughs) Other direction. Uh, Anyway, George yawns rubs his eyes drowsily and this machine is part of the bed and it tips the bed up he slides down onto a treadmill which then processes him through a number of things like teeth brushing which is done by machine a shower which automatically turns on he gets dressed don't worry we don't see any of his cartoon bits he gets dressed courtesy of these machines fortunately he wears the same costume every day but who doesn't these days Mm -hmm. good point I ask and then he's sort of dumped out at the end. I, I don't quite remember where because I think I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But the point is, I as a child, even I thought that was the most valuable part of their existence, that this as a person who is the antithesis of a morning person, uh-huh. that this contraption would do it all for me. All the things I hate, drying my hair, brushing my teeth, taking a shower when it's cold. It would just do it all, and I had no recourse. I was just along for the proverbial ride. And perhaps the most trying, as a certain a young lady of a certain age, was picking out clothing mm-hmm. and deciding what to wear. And this, you could probably pre-program, and bam, your costume's already set up. Kind of like Cher in Clueless, but it, it dresses you as well. Would... Would you be able to maybe just sort of like assign it some parameters and then just let it make decisions for you, even to the extent where, like, if it gave you bad outfits, you didn't give a shit because that's just what the machine chose. And if anybody gave you a funny look, you could just say, this is what my clothing machine picked out for me. Yeah. The algorithm did it. Right, the algorithm. (laughs) We we blame the algorithm a lot. Uh, I think that you could. I think that you should pre-program it a little bit. And I think that would be the hardest part for me. I'd be the most frustrated during that period. But I also think that the key portion for me would be the getting my ass out of bed portion. Mm-hmm. Do you envision a similar bed tilting or? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, as I said, or I, I realized that I couldn't think of another mechanism that would be any like that's the most that's clearly the most efficient way to do it. Right. Yeah. Or s- unless you sleep on the treadmill. That was the other thing. I, I was sort of trying to envision a, a, a system whereby, like, the you didn't have to move and, like, the bed just sort of did it all for you, but the, that the bathing part becomes the mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, right. that's, that's wet mattress territory. Unless you slept in a bathtub. <laughs> also not I good. I don't think that would help. Sonic cleanser. <laughs> what is a sonic cleanser from? 
That sounds intriguing. Tell me more. They use those. Well, they use those in. in uh, theoretically, they use them on Federation starships, where it's it's a uh, it's it produces. Okay. It's ah, there like, we go. It's it's a it's a uh, a system of overlapping sonic like generators that kind of like sort of use something like ultrasound to kind of like vibrate all the dirt and particles off your skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how that couldn't be deafening, however. So that that it's part I, I was never really supersonic. clear Supersonic. No. Ultrasonic. Well, even so, I think that would be super irritating. Super irritating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I don't, I don't see how it... I mean, I don't know. Infrasound, I don't think, would be, would be helpful. It, you know, it's... It's future magic. Oh, definitely. I mean, this whole system <laughs> is future magic. That's what the point of the show is. Future True. magic. So if we're going to come up with a way to high voltage shake the dust off of me, well, by golly, add that into the mix. <laughs> I don't know if it's high frequency, probably not voltage. That would be terrible. <laughs> what, here's the, the main question I have really is like, which one of these... Of the phases, do you absolutely have to have? Oh, it's definitely getting me out of bed. And I think I've mm. already considered how I would subvert the system. Mm-hmm. So I, if I, if that's the part that I've already got plans for, like, uh, fine, I'll just tie my wrists to the bed. Good luck. <laughs> Eventually, it'll lay back down and I will go back to sleep. I the I did invent okay um so uh, when I was a freshman in college I had a buddy we both had the same math class that was like the eight o'clock class or whatever right and he tasked me with getting him out of bed in the morning which was you know I mean like we were pals I was happy to do it but like there it came it became progressively harder and harder to wake him up as the semester went on until one day I I realized that he slept without a shirt on and I came in and I you know he was sleeping on his stomach with no shirt on and his sheet was just off so I took a paper towel and soaked it in cold water <laughs> and just raked it down the center of his back I'm up I'm up I'm up oh my god was, was what he said to me and that was the only time I ever had to employ that technique is that do you have a counter move for that because I feel like that's something that a robot could do yeah it's probably a lot easier to utilize a robot for that because I don't know about the Craftmatic adjustable bed system being, I'm sure it's out there still, but does it do that? And then there's quite a, a hard turn from my bedroom into the hallway, so I think the, the treadmill would really have to do a little bit of double duty there. But yeah, I see what you mean. The thing is, I'm not your friend. Mm. I, I mean, I am your friend, but I'm not that friend because um. I employ clothing when I sleep because hmm. I don't like my arms to be cold. This is a lot of information. So it could just listener. throw cold water on you. It could. It could. That would definitely work. For it sure. could be, you know, that's that's the second or third uh, yeah. snooze is that it throws cold yeah. water on you. And then, it doesn't have to be right away. Then I get out my dinosaur-shaped power tools and <laughs> there is no more robot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Once I get that damn safety done, whoa, I'm coming for you. Well, I mean, yeah, that is that would be the downfall of any any system that relied on robotics. We, hmm, I got, I don't know, I don't know that I have a, a solution. It doesn't need to be solved right now because let's be honest, friends, we're a long way off from that. It's Fair. just a wish. 
It's a wish. A wish is a thing the heart makes. And I would like to be less inclined to stay in bed for eternity. It's a beautiful dream. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> One I'd like to have while I was actually asleep. <laughs> Incredible. All right. I think it's time for a for a John idea. Why not? Uh, sure. You know, we're here. Might as well. Well, we've already covered some hideous things. So let's cover another hideous thing. White. No, we did that. No more. (laughs) Please, no more. Uh, Now it's time for White Russians in Milk Cartons, brought to you by John. John. Oh, I could go for that. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about white Russians in milk cartons? Why don't these exist? I mean, aside from the fact that they could possibly be mistaken for children's drinks, but if you sold them in some kind of, like, adult section of the refrigerated dairy aisle... Just in the boot... Excuse me. Ooh, yawn. Uh, just in the booze section. Right? I agree. Because now they have all of those those little bits and bobs that are all kinds of things put together into a can. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, your hard seltzers and your hard teas and your all kinds of things. And I feel as though mixed drinks have also fallen into that category. Here, where I live, there's a whole company that is just dedicated to making, you know, fun gin drinks and cans for your pool afternoon. I wouldn't recommend taking white Russians to your pool afternoon because that is the fast track to vomit town. But uh, I I agree with you, John. And I pulled this off of your list thinking, wait, is this a thing? I... Something else that just occurred to me, you are right that it could be done because, I mean, like, not, and not, like, sold in any kind of refrigerated aisle because ultra-pasteurized milk is shelf-stable. True. So... Well, ultra-pasteurized milk doesn't have the added sugar of Kahlua. Well, clearly some experimentation would be necessary. Yes. But, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's definitely, somebody should try it. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Kahlua people, let's do this. (laughs) Can we get a tie-in with that guy from that movie that people love about bowling? Hmm. Yeah, the the movie that was about bowling. Can I just also complain that there are no good, um, there, it, it, and I'm sure this is the case in the Bay Area as well, but especially in Portland, there's always like a section of the drinks that is various cold brews and like varying deg- types and degrees of coffee, usually often with dairy in them, but there's no oh. corresponding tea. Oh, agreed. There's like the Taza one that or whatever it is that's actually like quite good that's just plain black tea, but there's not like a bunch of different chais. I want that. Yeah. If you're going to do coffee with milk, give me some chai with milk. I agree. And why is that? Thank you. Even in the expansion of Starbucks into Tivana, it seems like that's a natural extension of their line. And yet. And yet here we are. I'm offended. Surely someone must be working on... I mean, it seems so obvious. Right? But no. Men no. Men (laughs) no. Just like white Russians in milk cartons. (laughs) It seems so obvious, and yet here we are, drinking wine out of bottles, like, ugh, like Romans savages. or some, or the French. Jeez. <laughs> it, is there, I mean, I'm just trying to, like, I mean, I guess we should, we should ask our friends in India, like, if you go to a convenience store in India, is there 
like a, you know everything. how the, how there's like an entire fridge of American convenience stores dedicated to bottled Starbucks frappuccinos. Is there an entire section that's nothing but chais in bottles? That's a good question. That's a great question, and I feel like that would be the same. Not necessarily chais, but a number of other tea-based drinks mm-hmm. in other countries. With- well, and if you go to like a Japanese grocery store, they have a ton of different tea-based things, often with inexplicable flavorings, which, you know, Quite. great. Quite. That's, Surprising that's half of the fun. Yeah. yeah. But it's never chai. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. Get with it. That is a line extension that's waiting to happen. It's a gaping hole in the market. What the fuck? I smell a conspiracy, honestly. <laughs> I I am excited by your anger right now. <laughs> this is this is more than a suggestion box. I'm going straight to the top. <laughs> well, this goes all the way to the top. It does. I would say that it's less anger and more intense puzzlement. Intense puzzlement. <laughs> The subtitle of this podcast. I was just going to say, that's our new title. <laughs> this, I feel like that's a perfect segue into the final Amy idea, which, I mean, technically may not be an Amy idea. That's right, friends. I crowdsourced some ideas. I asked some of my nearest and dear, well, not all, a few. Most people returned with, oh, no, answers, which I really <laughs> think is not only letting me down, but letting everyone down. But a few people did have some ideas that they wanted to share, and feel free to select one from uh, from the lot. I uh, I can't pick any of the Danielle ones because she uh, she has been on this show. She and, has. Uh, yes, yeah, and I need to get Danielle her back, back so we She's can talk fantastic. about. Yeah, I need to have her back so we can talk about all of these ones. But I I desperately need to know about the one your dad gave you. Okay. Once upon a time, show gather round, gather round. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, children, my father was a child. I know that doesn't seem possible, but Hmm. it's true. And a long time ago when he was little, he decided that it would be hysteric fun to have a mechanical tail made that could do all of the things that an animal's tail would do, probably specifically a dog would do, uh, so that you could signify emotions. He told me this story once outside a local Italian eatery, and I laughed so hard I had to lay down on the pavement (laughs) because it was so ludicrous and he was so earnest about it. And I feel like that needs to be um, noted here at this stage of the podcast. So in thinking about these ideas, I'm coming up with a a little bucket of my own. Uh, That was one that sort of popped into my brain because I thought at this stage of our existence, None of us can show social cues like we're used to. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a store and I turn to a person who's just done a favor for me or, or, you know, passes across an aisle or what have you, and I want to smile at them to signify, don't worry, I won't kill you in the parking lot. Because that's naturally what they always assume. Well, yes. <laughs> you guys can't see it's, me You right just now, have one of those faces. Exactly. And even when it's half covered up, I think it still instills fear. So when I'm wearing a mask now, I think, wouldn't it be ideal to have a mechanical tail that is attached to you? animatronic? Yes. We can definitely call it animatronic. Well, it has, it's partially animal. <laughs> animalatronic. Aminal. Aminaltronic. Aminatronic. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. 
something. <laughs> a permutation of those letters. That's what we'll call it. And so the aminotronic tail could then signify, oh, hi, I'm smiling at you under this piece of cloth on my face. I and am the not tail a would wag. <laughs> and then their tail would wag in response. And it would be very kind and courteous and quite cute, I should say. And you can pick your colors. You know, there's mm-hmm. some plain ones, brown, your standard black, maybe a white tip. But then you could also get crazy. You know, maybe it's floofy. Maybe it's pink. Maybe it's rainbow. I- I'm not going to judge. What's you can have a damn unicorn tail as far as I can. Yeah. Just pop it on your bum and away you go. A lot of people will go for the unicorn tail. I'm just going to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. There are should. only two complications that I can see with this otherwise excellent notion. One is that it might invite some, I don't want to say scrutiny, but like some perhaps unwanted attention, <laughs> attention toward... Attention from furries. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. That's the first thing. The second thing is that then also it kind of forces you to look at everybody's butts. Which again... You know what? Come on, friends. First. Or or should I say first? No. I just did. I just did that. Absolutely not. I did that. (laughs) I am... I'm an old soul, both age-wise on the calendar and also just in my mind and heart. And I've never once... And I know I'm... I've never been to a a Comic-Con, so... I think I've been a, maybe a, a tad bit sheltered, but I've never in real life encountered a furry. Furries are lovely people. This I'm, isn't what I know. You know furries. Furries, undoubtedly. I probably do. I've just never seen any, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't know that I would mind if they were oh, admiring I, my. Tail. Honestly, yeah. No, it's not that. It's just that I wonder if they might think that we were starting to encroach on their territory. Ooh. Where they would consider it furry appropriation in some way. <laughs> Someone would write a long diatribe on Tumblr. Oh, is that still a thing? I have no idea, but it would definitely be an appropriation of furry culture that is basically equivalent to rape. (gasps) Oh, goodness. Well, I don't want to offend them on that level. Well, somebody will always come up with that. Yeah, somebody's always going to be that offended. And you know what? Mm, Too bad. I I can tell you with authority, I never left Tumblr. And I will never leave Tumblr. It's still great. I th- I would I loved it at the time. Strong I just words. Think I, I don't I don't know I don't I don't think I have anything to say. Anyway, we won't go that far down the line. But the second point that you made about looking at people's butts, I would venture to say that most of us do that anyway. Either I mean maybe not pay that much attention, but to gauge distance from someone and their oh, their back okay. is to you, and you know someone passes and they're walking. You can see their side, and you would see their tail. And as someone with a large, visible chest tattoo, I know when someone is looking at my chest tattoo whether versus when someone is looking at my chest. There you go. Oh, like, I'm not saying okay. that's exactly equivalent, but it's a similar set of, like, it is a place we ordinarily try not to look at too much, but I can absolutely clock the difference between being creepy and looking at something for cues or because it's visually interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Because I, I have, I definitely, this was a thing that I worried about a lot back in the day when I, I mean, I'm sure this is a thing that I've worried about since then, but my most, like, my strongest memory of having this worry was when I used to take Kung Fu classes, and there was a girl there who wore a shirt that I couldn't quite read. And, I like, 
you know, but I, I, I just, I didn't want her to think that I was only staring at her boobs. It legitimately was I was trying to read her shirt. And since she was much better at kung fu than <laughs> There was a like, want to fuck this up. Yeah. Yeah, the risk of offending her seemed much higher. Yeah. Because you sort of hold fair. up a finger to kind of like, oh, Can I'm just I, doing it phonetically. Madam. Pointing. Oh. V, what is that second letter? Was it an <laughs> S? Is it a G? I don't know. Did that occur at all, maybe? It, no. did, it did not, yeah. And it wasn't the kind of thing that I could... Because I, like, she was... Like, it was the kind of school where, it would, like, there were multiple levels being taught sort of, like, adjacent to each other in the mm-hmm. same space. And there was also, like, kind of, like, a group. Everybody does the same workout portion of, of the evening. But, yeah, like, I, there was no real way for me to interact with her on that level. It was just sort yeah. of like, what does that shirt say? I would guess that if you couldn't read it, she encountered multiple people over the course of a day who couldn't read it. Yeah. Highly possible. And was used to people asking or staring or something. I also have to wonder, did you ever consider just asking? There's that. I I mean, I was at the time in my early 20s and did not so know no. shit about fuck. Who's scary? Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, that is... Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, but so we, we think that the tales won't, won't be... As much of an issue. Not as much, no. Especially if they, like, curl around to the side so, you know, you don't have to sneak behind someone to see it. Yeah, and I think that they're not massive. They're not giant squirrel tails Mm -hmm. or something. You know, something subtle for some that might be subtle and something larger for those who might be interested in more of a showy thing on their bum. Just a big flappy German shepherd tail. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, why not? Yeah. The thin little elephant tail, if that's your thing. I mean, we do need these cues. We do. I feel I feel as though a lot of social interactions have been stunted considerably we because we just cars too. Sorry. Look at each other. Oh no, yes, we definitely can. I think it start it should start with the children. I think children should be enabled to have mechanical tails because I know that oh as God. adults we find it difficult to interact with people and we're smizing as hard as Tyra Banks ever did. But with kids, I think it could be fun for them. Yeah, and they will turn it into a whole language. Mm-hmm. Which we will then steal for our yeah. own profit. <laughs> as, it, as it should be. It's the natural cycle. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. We'll teach you to gamble on snail games and take your profits. We'll teach you how to use animatronic tales and take your profits. <laughs> <laughs> the Cap- that's life. capitalism, friends. <laughs> Indeed. Excellent. Do, 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 do. It is now time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest. Now, since this is something that we have already been doing all episode, I don't know that we need to do any more of mine. But Amy, do, is there an idea of yours, perhaps, that you would like to you would like to go over, or do you have a terrible recommendation? Um, well, I, I guess it's a recommendation. I don't know that it's technically a recommendation, but I recently had something happen in my life and it evoked the most profound fear in me. And then once I started it, I felt like I couldn't stop. Oh no. I know. Uh, now I'm very intrigued. Well, you shouldn't be, but I'll tell you what it is because we got to wrap this up. <laughs> it was, I had... inadvertently dropped an olive in the garbage disposal and the olive had a pit 
And that's not really something you want to put in there. Delicate workings, sharp edges. And I had to go into the garbage disposal and rescue it. And one of my biggest fears of all time is to have the garbage disposal somehow turn on while my hand mm-hmm. was in it. Mm-hmm. But once I was in there, <laughs> I realized maybe I should go in there more and clean it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I faced my fears head on and I had a little bamboo cloth that I used for cleaning and I cleaned the blades and it's, it's really not a very pleasant experience, but boy, do you feel satisfied at the end of it. <laughs> it's like cleaning a coffee maker. I can only presume I don't have a coffee maker. When I, when I worked at a place that had a coffee maker and those hillbillies never cleaned it and I would clean it, I would think this is vile. And then by the end of it, I would think it's gleaming perfect. This is how it should be. So I recommend facing your fears, maybe turning off the breaker to your garbage disposal just to make double sure that you're not going to lose a digit and get in there. Wow. Yeah. Yep, that's been home tips from Amy. Thank you for joining. My guests today have been John and Beja. <laughs> I I don't have anything to add. That's you're right. It's both fascinating and sort of horrifying. It's so. it's not it's fucking terrifying. I there was an episode I think of Luther where somebody puts their hand in a blender and it just I, that show could be scary at, at turns, but that was really the most frightening. The guy under your bed when the lady came home and he was dressed like a, a weird extra from Cabaret. Uh, that's fine. I'd take that over putting my hand in a blender and or a garbage disposal because of the fear. Yeah. Oof. Yep. I when I when my grandmother was well when my my mom and her sister were kids my grandmother was mixing something in a mixer and they like shocked or distracted her and she got just one fingernail fucked up. Huh? But I am still like and I now I got a KitchenAid and I'm still like mm-hmm. deadly I'm gonna use the death machine that might give me a fucked up fingernail now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, it used to be the mangler. Now it's yep. the KitchenAid. Yep. I've never used a mangler. I don't really know what it does, but I remember I either, my parents talking fair. about how, like, and be careful. Old Teddy got his hand stuck in the mangler. <laughs> Google that, kids. Find out what it is. And then in your review of the podcast, tell us what a mangler is. <laughs> I can only, I mean, yes, I, now I want to know. Now I want to know. It was something laundry based. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I mean, I, I think it just literally just kind of mangled things. Why would you? Now we've replaced like, it by ag- with agitating and spinning. Wouldn't you just want to? Why? Hmm, why do you want to mangle it? Apparently, it takes a lot of work to force dirt out of cloth, and it, just like, like it would to force dirt off of me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, and that's what it would do. Mm-hmm. And that's what it would do. I don't want to go through a mangler. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, neither do I. On that note, it's time to let everyone know where we can be found on the internet. <laughs> For me, this is easy. Speaking of manglers, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and I've got ideas that are you really don't want to miss. You can find links to all that stuff at flavor.country. Go there now. You can find me on Twitter as Besha. If you find a raccoon with a house, you're in the right place. And you really shouldn't find me. <laughs> if you, I love... I just love how quietly ominous that yeah. sounded. You will regret You're welcome. it. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, go ahead and give this show a five thingy rating in whatever podcatcher you're using to listen. 
And if you feel like being extra amazing, leave us a nice review in which you explain what a mangler is. That would help us out a lot. If you've done that already, the next time someone asks what you've been listening to, tell them about us. Thanks, and remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I want to cut. Do-do, do-do, do-do.